0: Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. Hello! (laughs) How's it going, (laughs) Stephen?
0: It's going pretty good.
1: Good stuff. All right. today's topic. As we are arriving, the year is like flying by, dude. It's crazy. It's almost September.
0: I know, it's crazy.
1: So our topic is beers of fall because they are almost upon
0: us. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be just uh, it's a day or two before September. So it's official pumpkin spice latte season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. I think today was the first day of pumpkin spice latte because my wife is obsessed with them.
0: Oh, they started early, it seems yeah, I like. Yeah,
1: I think it was today. So
0: huh. mm. Mm. that's
1: how you know. You tell your seasons by uh, yeah. Starbucks, Starbucks <laughs> drinks. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the main topic, we got to do the best part of the podcast, at least for me, is drinking beer. <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, I'm ready for this today.
1: <laughs> Are you excited?
0: I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited.
1: All right, cool. I'll introduce my beer and give some nose notes and I'll pass it to Steven to introduce his. Um, but yeah, I'm drinking Hubbard's Cave El Zacaton. So this beer is not unfamiliar to me. So I'm excited to drink it today. It's a uh, Imperial Stout. It's 12%. It's basically my favorite style right now. It's fermented. They use toasted oak and it has almond flour, uh, cocoa powder. But what I really like is cinnamon sticks, vanilla, and then chilies. So it's one of those cinnamon, vanilla, spicy stouts that they're pretty popular i think they're still pretty popular but yeah i don't want this phase to end because i love these
0: yeah i still see them I, I feel like i don't see them quite as much as i used to but yeah it's still a thing
1: I maybe feel just like they're seasonal
0: gonna,
1: yeah maybe we'll see but i feel like they're gonna it's gonna shift to something else because it always does and i'm gonna be really <laughs> sad i'm gonna be really sad i'll be like bring back my spicy beer all right so this is pouring all my, i always do stouts and they're the description <laughs> description is always the same it's like dark it as night
0: black. yeah <laughs> uh it's super not much of a head, head on that one though yeah no
1: like usually it'll fizzle up and then just kind of dissipate but this almost has no head whatsoever it smells like an old friend steven <laughs> you can <laughs> just cinnamon vanilla chocolate almond oh it's smells so good i'm so excited <laughs> Right, now you've, ha- sh- you've had this before right? i've had this before so it's like a no surprise that i'll be giving this thumbs up so it's kind of fun because i don't think i've ever i usually we usually drink new stuff on the podcast yeah um so we never know what we're gonna get but today i know i'm gonna like this so i'll dive yeah. into this one this
0: Sorry, last, last week with the hoptimum was kind of fun too because it was like a you know it was a, a callback to something you had a long time ago Just kind that's of true and
1: it's not the same. Like.
0: They've definitely changed it, so it's like
1: an evolution, but it stays true. I think, and like we said last week, I I think I like the new one better, but all right, I'll let you introduce this while I get some tasting notes on this bad boy.
0: Okay, enjoy that one. All right, I tried to um, pick a beer that was on topic. Now, you'll find out how Jason feels about pumpkin beers later, but (laughs) I'm fairly neutral on them. But I chose this Great Divide Pumpkin Spice Yeti. So you, there's a good chance you've heard of the Yeti Imperial Stout by Great Divide. It's their flagship Imperial Stout. Um, so this is the Pumpkin Spice version. Uh, it looks like it's kind of a coffee pumpkin spice. So this is like the alcoholic pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Reading the description, I don't think they actually use pumpkin in the brewing process. Um, they're just using pumpkin spices. So nutmeg, clove, allspice, cinnamon. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up coming out. But Great Divide, Pumpkin Spice Yeti, Imperial Stout with coffee and spices. And this is maybe, the, oh, nine and a half. It yes. sounds good. To,
1: sounds. I think my wife would like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: if she likes the PSL, probably probably should let this warm up a little bit more it's kind of cold but
1: i was just thinking that about mine i took it right out of the fridge i always forget
0: okay so mine is uh i wouldn't say jet black it's 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 got a brown tint to it It probably looks pretty dark to jason on the screen but close up it's not like it's not jet black it's moving towards a little bit of brown Uh, but the head is has a nice deep brown color to it
1: it has quite a head on there too
0: Mm mm-hmm uh not a lot of lacing but um definitely like a foamy retaining head definitely a lot of coffee but like sweet coffee touch of nutmeg and cinnamon and then maybe a touch of chocolate but very very strong coffee and nutmeg flavors coming through the smells yeah oh this might be fun it sounds interesting yeah i mean i've had the original yeti Mm -hmm. um and it was it was pretty good so
1: all right, cheers, we'll, we'll sir. we see
0: how this new twist is. All right, cheers.
1: Okay, tasting notes on Hubbard's Cave. Or El Z- uh, Zacaton from Hubbard's Cave. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's as I remember. So it's like there's, it's basically like a dark vault and sweet chocolate entrance. Then you get hit by cinnamon. And then like turning up the knob on a, volume of like a stereo the heat starts to come in just zoop. and then um it starts to mellow out and you just have this really long like cinnamon and vanilla finish that's spicy but the spice it kind of peaks and then it starts to just slowly gradually fades out and the finish is like really really long which is like something that makes this beer super interesting so it's very enjoyable it's definitely like a you just
0: sit with it and sip it
1: and have a good time.
0: Nice. I think yes. you had that for the first time at the beer festival.
1: Yes. And
0: I, uh, I feel like the next day we were like, you wanted to go back and try drink <laughs> more. Probably. It
1: was one of my first exposures to this style too, I think. And I was like, what is that? I want more of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there were, that was kind of a theme of that beer festival. There were a ton of like mole beers and, that cinnamon in mm. the stouts beer was, uh, was I mean, it, it seemed like it was becoming more of a trend. For sure. I feel
1: like that was the upswing. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm worried. I hope it stays popular. <laughs> it
0: stays popular. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I mean, I'm sure this beer that I'm drinking has some cinnamon in it. It does not, like I said, it does not specify what spices it's using. I assume nutmeg and cinnamon are major players so my tasting notes on this is actually pretty light bodied i would say like almost bordering on porter more than stout like it's very very light easy to drink kind of moving more towards like the sweet toffee malt flavors the coffee bitterness comes in towards the end on the finish and then it's a real slight cinnamon nutmeg flavor but it's not overwhelming i mean It'd be interesting to put this side by side to the regular Yeti because it doesn't it doesn't like I I feel like they could have pushed it more to be a pumpkin spice beer. Like they really could have like I feel like they didn't they're not challenging the palate as much as they could have with this beer. Like they really could have pumped up the cinnamon and nutmeg flavors to make this more interesting. I mean, it's good. It's easy to drink, but I wouldn't say it's standing out as like a. This is like I'm drinking a pumpkin beer for sure, you know.
1: Yeah, so they play it pretty subtle, sounds like.
0: Yeah, I mean I think they probably just like I said, they took their Yeti base and they added some spices to it. And I I think they were fairly conservative when they did that. <laughs>
1: In my opinion that's good.
0: Yeah. I mean it's because... probably yeah, it's probably smart.
1: Well, uh, I mean
0: you're trying to we'll make talk hard.
1: about it later. But <laughs> I don't like I
0: don't like pumpkin beer season. <laughs> <laughs> I hate pumpkin beer season. That's, that's why I picked this topic <laughs> to troll me. Yeah, every okay, time we well, pick I'll... a topic, it's to troll somebody.
1: Beer? <laughs> <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have beer news for you, Stephen.
0: Okay, I hope it's good news.
1: It's bad news.
0: What? All, I, have... all I get is bad news. When I open my <laughs> phone.
1: <laughs> Don't look at your phone. Look at your beer fridge. Otrovest. Uh, now, this is not confirmed. Uh, this is, like, anecdotal.
0: But Where are you getting this? The internet. Oh, a very trusted okay. oh it source. must be. Yeah, okay.
1: Otrovest is gone.
0: From Otrovest from Sierra Nevada, the Goza? Correct.
1: So you, the beer that made you fall in love with Goza. My like,
0: original favorite it's, beer. It's gone.
1: So, and I, there's a lot of discussion about it. Because I know you've pointed out that the original version was a prickly pear version.
0: Yeah, it was cactus and grapefruit. It yes. Was the original uh, recipe. And it was amazing.
1: Yes. And then they discontinued that. And they re-released it as like a lime.
0: Yeah, it was agave lime. Agave lime. And that
1: was a very controversial move
0: (laughs) i remember the moment i ordered it because we were at um my wife and i were at sierra nevada which is just like my if i had to pick like top five places to be at any point in time that's that would maybe be one of them because it's just like it's so fun and the food is so good and it's just uh, it's so so awesome and they're growing the hops right there and that facility is just so cool anyway and there's just the history of sierra nevada is just awesome so anyway i love that place and i remember sitting down to eat and i like i mean it's like my first choice i didn't even look at the menu i was yeah. like oh yeah base? you know and as soon as i drank it i was like this isn't right I was like, yeah, this is a goza, but this isn't right. And I'm looking at the description. I'm like, it wasn't agave and lime before. Like, what? And I asked the server, did they change the recipe? And they're like, oh, yeah, we just did that pretty recently. I'm like, it's terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did he say?
0: He's like, oh, yeah, some people like it more. Some people don't like it as much. I'm like, no, it's terrible.
1: So the bad news is well the good news in this case is that's gone, yeah, wow. so here's hoping,
0: yeah, I mean, if they're never gonna make the original, they might as well get rid of the well, one. here's
1: hoping maybe they'll when they make it again, if they do, they'll make the original,
0: yeah, that would be good
1: the o g recipe so now stephen we're we're brethren in the fact that our some of our favorite beers are gone, so you know when we're when this podcast is very famous and they're you know, we have lots of clout. The Netflix money comes through. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna get Sierra Nevada to remake the original Ochove's recipe, and for you, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get Loganitas to remake Aunt Sally for me,
0: mm. and, then and for me too, because I I'd take Aunt Sally right now yeah. too.
1: Yeah, and then we're gonna cheers those two beers.
0: That would be a really cool day.
1: That'd be a really good day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be so awesome. So anyways. I, I think there's a chance Aunt Tally will get brewed again. It says gone for now. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I, it's the dumb and
1: dumber when I see that and I'm like, so you're saying there's a chance?
0: <laughs> I think you just write them every day. That's just a good then, idea. Just have the, the same like uh, like an email like queued up. You know what I'm gonna do? Day.
1: No. I'm gonna write them an original haiku, a different one every day. <laughs> So they know it's not like a bot. They know All I'm right. Right. So they know it's, yeah. Um I'm hand typing. Maybe I'll send them a letter via post. Handwritten haiku every day until they bring back Aunt Sally.
0: I like it. You think it'll work? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really see how it couldn't.
1: <laughs> I feel like if someone started sending me a handwritten in an envelope with a stamp on it haiku every day after like I don't know. A hundred days of that, I would do anything they asked.
0: Yeah, I mean, at some point they're going to be like, <laughs> like racing to the mailbox to get your letter. Like, yeah, what is it going to say today?
1: I'd be so impressed.
0: Be like, dude, this this guy's an, a super fan. So, um, <laughs> well, a little side story. The I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan. If you don't know that already, and they were looking at signing like in the off season a closer which is the like the pitcher that comes in and gets the last three outs of the game and there was this guy in the, the free agent market named mark melanson and he's one of the one of the best closers in the game and there was this uh kid he's autistic um my um my cousin was is a principal and he knew he was one of his students but this autistic kid was obsessed with the Giants and he was one of those like people who just like could look at statistics and just like he knew every single MLB statistic there known to man, you know, and he knew that this closer was like premier and he knew that the Giants needed to sign him. So he like was writing letters to the Giants administration like every day. About, like, you need to sign Mark Melanson. And he would just, like, break down all these, like, statistics of, like, why and how he would, like, add to the team and all this stuff. And uh, and they, they ended up signing him. And they actually um brought that kid, like, they got him, like, tickets to the game. And they, like, what? he, like, he, like, met Mark Melanson and, like, got pictures and autographs and stuff with him and stuff. Because, like, they were, you know, they were, like, obviously... He wasn't the only influence <laughs> on, yet, on signing this closer, but they were just like they were so like amazed and moved by how passionate he was and how incredible like his statistical breakdowns were of this guy's pitching that they um yeah they signed him and turned out horrible for the Giants.
1: <laughs> Wait, really? It didn't work out after that amazing story.
0: Um, yeah, he just got injured and then like
1: oh well, he can't help that.
0: He literally blew the first save of the season when he like the first the first game of the season that he came in to save like he blew the save and I mean that's gonna happen it's just like when it happens on the first game it's kind of terrible and then he just he never pitched very well for us but anyway sorry that was bad I like the first half I got you in the first half (laughs) so
1: you're saying um I'm gonna write my letter to Long just every day I'm just saying it it can make a difference okay. I feel like if the same thing happens, they'll be like, "Okay, we're bringing it back, but we changed the recipe." That would be my ultimate defeat. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll think about it. Operation Haiku's to Login, This is on hold. We mean we need, we need more tactical analysis of outcome. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure
0: you're. I'm sure you're not busy. <laughs> like, I'm sure you're not too busy to write a haiku. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah, no, you have like a YouTube channel. To podcast. <laughs> actual this is important job. Work.
1: This is important work, Steven. Getting <laughs> Lagunese to make Aunt Sally is my last mission.
0: <laughs> if I could do one thing before I die, it's that. Alright, all
1: right, we're getting silly early in this episode. Let's get into the main topic.
0: Yeah. I'm trying okay. to kill time so we don't have to talk about pumpkin beers. I know, I hate
1: pumpkin beers. Okay.
0: But I do want to see Jason squirm a little bit, so... We'll spend a fair amount of time on pumpkin beers.
1: Okay, well, we can just address it right now.
0: You want to jump in?
1: Let's just take care of it. So we're talking about beers of fall. We're going to talk about... now. Nah, let's do it in order. It's fine. Okay. So we got to talk about... So we did some research for this episode. It won't be as in-depth as our normal level of detail, because we did... We might have procrastinated on our homework.
0: No. So our,
1: sorry dear listener but um i learned a ton of stuff about marzen that's the first style you want to talk about and it has a cool connection to oktoberfest but marzen is a beer that literally means the month of march and there's a reason for that it's a lager that originated in bavaria it's described as a medium to full body and may vary in color from pale to amber to dark brown. And it's traditionally served at Oktoberfest. So here's the fun thing. What's the, Steven, what's the reoccurring theme of beer on our podcast that we're discovering the more we study it?
0: Mm, and loopholes, right? Yes, loopholes, exactly. Loopholes in the law.
1: Beer in the law go hand in hand. So This is the orchid story of Marson. There was a decree in 1553 in Bavaria that beer could only be brewed between September 29th and April 23rd. Well, first of all, that's okay. Should have Um,
0: fallen into the strange beer laws.
1: I know. We got to do a global of (laughs) strange beer laws of history. So, anyways, what did brewers do? Of course, they gotta, they have to play around these laws. So, Marzen was brewed in March, and they gave it more hops and they made it higher alcohol content because they wanted it to last all the way from March to September when they could start brewing beer again. So that's the that's the origin of it. And I guess what happens was they would often drink it and then also cellar it to try to make it. Like imagine. Imagine this like in like a modern, we would never survive this ordinance, (laughs) Stephen, if there was no beer for like half the year. So anyways, (laughs) they're drinking it and then they would cellar it. And then if they made it all the way to next September, apparently they would drink everything they had left over at Oktoberfest because then they could brew beer again. So it's like, oh, you
0: might as well,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Smoke them if you got them because we're going (laughs) to start all over again.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i have an aside on marzen so steven used to live we used to live in the same city um or at least close and um no we did we both lived in um uh, in uh davis california there's a place called sued actually an amazing restaurant unfortunately it's it's not they're, and it's they're still brewing right they still brew but i think but the they don't have
0: the shut down yeah
1: But it was an amazing place it was. They had all the brewing equipment there. They would make a bunch of traditional German style beers. They served like traditional food. And I don't know what it I don't it was a popular place. I don't know what happened. They kinda went through like a rebranding where they switched to more of like an American menu. I'm not really sure what went wrong. And I also think maybe the craft beer revolution. Might have affected them a little bit, but they were doing. This is like way before craft beer. So growing up, this is like the coolest place because you would go in and you would see all the brewing equipment was on display, and you know it's like oh so cool they're brewing it there. And I remember they had made would make Marzen about this time of, uh, but well earlier I guess, but you know it would be available around this time of year. And I used to think it was like the best. Oh. Marzin from Sudwerk. If I got like a six pack of that, I'm <laughs> so excited. Um, actually had it recently. <laughs> Am I? I don't know. It's still fine, but like I don't know. It's not the, it's not the wonderful beer that I remember. But yeah, it's really cool, and it was like a really cool connection to that style and the way they kind of made it um, at a local place to us, uh, and and uh, and like kept
0: those traditional styles. It was really cool. You have had too many amazing beers since then. Probably, I
1: know it's kind of sad. It's like once you get exposed to um, a certain level of stuff,
0: I well, always so, so work in general. Like, I mean, I remember because I, you know, growing up in Davis, like I remember that place. I mean, I didn't grow up drinking beer or having family that drank beer or anything, but like the fact that I just remember that as like always a Davis staple. He kind of has that, like, sort of Sierra Nevada anchor brewing history. Like, they've been around for a while crafting. Yes. You know, making craft beer.
1: Yeah, we could probably like, do before, it.
0: Before it was cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they, I don't think, they didn't survive exactly. Uh, fortunately, they're still making beer. And they make, like, a lot of cool craft stuff now, too. Um, but, yeah, they were kind of, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, they were doing it way before it was cool. And before, uh, like,
0: those big revolution do you remember Rubicon? Yes. In Sacramento that had monkey knife fight. Yes. Remember that? They went out of business too, but oh no, really? Yeah, yeah, they couldn't compete either at, at some point, but, but yeah, they were kind of an original too. I think they're maybe one of Sacramento's oldest crap breweries. Um, so it's kind of cool the history of some of these breweries that were doing it long before. You know, the, the way it is now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy now. And it's so competitive now. Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, there's like some part of me that f- fantasizes about opening a brewery. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be good enough to compete with, like, all these amazing breweries. Like,
0: I mean, very... it's kind of like our beer podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can't compete there's with all these other good so beer, podcasts. beer podcasts. But, <laughs> but we love our loyal listeners. so
1: Yeah, we do. And we do it for I mean, we're just, it's mostly, it's mostly so me and Steven can hang out and see each other and drink beer because he moved away and betrayed yeah. me. <laughs> we used to just do this in person when we were five minutes. Yeah, we used to just do it in my garage. Yeah, and we didn't record.
0: <laughs> we could have been doing this podcast for like years now.
1: Oh, we would have like the number one podcast too. Yeah. We're late to the game, sir. That's all right. That's okay. So do you okay. want to tell
0: us about Oktoberfest? Uh, well, yeah. So this, um, the original Oktoberfest was actually just a wedding celebration in 1810 uh, between Ludwig and Therese. Uh, they were the king and crown princess of Bavaria. Geographically, Bavaria is just like the southeastern region of Germany. If you are wondering where Bavaria is and really just sort of evolved it um, you know, was a big horse race which the people loved and it was just a really big celebration and the, they they exchanged vows um, and then it just sort of like evolved into this big annual celebration where they just did it every year and did, did the big horse race and really it, be, it just became a big celebration of B- Bavarian culture in general um, but one of the big parts of Bavarian culture is the beer. So uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it tends to get a lot of the focus. But um in general, like Oktoberfest, uh, well, especially in, you know, Oktoberfest in the United States or whatever, Um it's kind of like St. Patrick's Day, right? Like it's just a chance to drink beer. Cinco de Mayo. Wow. We do we <laughs> we take all those holidays and we just drink beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just turn them into beer drinking beers. Yeah,
0: yep, exactly. But yeah, so a celebration of Bavarian culture. Uh, it's a five-day celebration. And they use it as an opportunity to drink all that Marzen. It's been exactly. aging for <laughs> six months. Uh, so the Marzen is ba- the main beer of Oktoberfest. So you'll see, like, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Uh, you'll see beers named that um yeah really, it's just a marzen oh
1: okay yeah actually, i actually didn't know that <laughs>
0: um yeah so it's just the uh, and and apparently like the the old marzen style was pretty dark um but it's sort of evolved into more of an amber style so that's what you're going to see nowadays uh when you see a marzen or you see an oktoberfest beer that's going to be a, an amber amber lager
1: okay well that makes sense too i feel like Obviously you can brew your beer year round now. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: you might have changed slightly. <laughs> uh,
0: but this is um you know, this is the season we're gonna start seeing those. Uh, for sure. I think Sam Adams actually puts out their like sweater weather variety pack as their Oktoberfest and their uh some 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 other seasonal beer but yeah this is the time we're getting in there
1: i'm ready for some i'm dude i'm ready for some wetter weather
0: i am ready for (laughs) it's hot weather yeah (laughs) it's still hot here too
1: yeah it was like 86 today and it was like paradise I went outside and there wasn't a
0: yeah, your 86 is perfect. My 86 is still like sweating like a dog. It's oh, freaking really? humid here, here. yeah.
1: That's why we say in California, we say
0: it's a dry heat. It's a dry, it's heat. A dry <laughs> heat. It's tolerable because it's a dry heat. Yeah. Yeah, I was 91 today at lunch and it was like, it was pretty hard to sit outside. You, you get used to the back sweat here. <laughs> it's kind of this, this constant state of sweaty Uh, back i
1: grew up in michigan so oh so you know yeah yeah. i know all about the humidity i remember we'd come in from recess and it would be hot in the school and like you would touch your desk and it was like sticky (laughs) from the humidity (laughs) you're like oh man
0: oh gross it was so gross yeah, so we right. will very much welcome some colder weather.
1: Ready for sweater weather.
0: Because <laughs> this, like the beer I'm drinking right now, like this would be a great sit on the back porch, like on a cool night. Mm. Yeah, this beer just it's for it's sure. like it warms you inside. Like it's it's a cold beer that actually warms you up. Like with mm-hmm. the the warm spices, the nutmeg, the cloves, the allspice and cinnamon. Very comforting. Very warming. That's
1: nice. All right. Well, do we want to get? Do we want to talk about pumpkin beers?
0: <laughs> do I? Of <laughs> course, I do.
1: <laughs> you like pumpkin beers. I hate pumpkin beers. So.
0: So that's interesting because it's sort of a wide, um, a wide category at this point because they basically make every version of beer in a pumpkin style now. I mean, you can find pumpkin lagers, you can find pumpkin cream ales, you can find pumpkin stouts, pumpkin ambers of course and they they range in you know strength as well especially the the more popular ones now are strong you know pumpkin from uh southern tier is 8.6 percent the pumpkin from st arnold brewing is 10 percent so uh and i've seen much higher than that too so they use it to play up the strength of the beer
1: okay so well let's talk about it and then i'll rant about it okay but let's talk about pumpkin beers. First of all, we discovered, we made an interesting discovery. Pumpkin's are native to North America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I did not know. I didn't know that either. We're
1: trying to figure out.
0: Yeah. So yeah. this is not something, so just pumpkin beers in general is going to be something sort of native to North America. It's not like some old Belgian style.
1: Right, because they, <laughs> I don't think they would, I don't think they had access to pumpkins yet. So, apparently, yeah, it is credited to being, like, an American style. It dates all the way back to 1771. And it says, it's funny, this has come up for the second time, and I feel like we need to either do part of an episode or do an episode about George Washington and his relationship to beer, because it said the recipe, so the first commercially brewed pumpkin ale came from Buffalo Bills Brewery in Hayward, California in the 1980s, and it says the recipe is based on brewing studies made by George Washington. And I swear we talked about this in another episode about George Washington and beer.
0: Well yeah, because I actually read about a um like a recipe that they they dug up from like his writings and it was a beer recipe and just looking at the recipe it was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> because they just didn't have like a lot of... they had corn. A lot of corn it was their like basic grain. So they were importing a lot of beer from England like that was the good beer and then when they tried to like make their own beer at home with like the grains that they had they just I don't know well you know Anheuser-Busch <laughs> shot's that fire. story yeah. <laughs> well, but terrible beer this is like, raising an important question like, what's that?
1: is George Washington one of our peoples?
0: oh I'm sure was he a beer snob? he was awesome why he got all these? Why he got all these writings about beer recipes? I mean, the dude was greatest. I mean, one of the greatest figures in the history of our country, right? But I he's mean,
1: a beer. But he's a beer nerd.
0: That's, yeah. cool. that's even. Yeah, cooler. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I he definitely sounds like a president I would like to hang out and have a beer with, right?
1: Well, yeah, we drink one <laughs> of his traditional recipes and then spit it out because
0: it's awful. <laughs> like this is terrible, dude you feel I like, George, like
1: I brought you this beer from the future. It's called El Zacaton. <laughs> you would it's hate called, it. Yeah. It's
0: called Pumpkin Spice Yeti. <laughs> Great divide. <Dubai. laughs> Very trendy.
1: <laughs> this is like a classic spin on the if you could time travel. Maybe this would be our spin. When we start having guests, we're going to ask them, if you could time travel, who would you want to meet and talk to? And what beer would you bring them?
0: Mm. I think it'd be worth taking um, George Washington like a uh, like a good craft lager. Yeah, because that's what he's going to be used to be drink- used to drinking, right? right? Like you don't want to bring him some something weird. No, I would never right? bring him a
1: chili. Like a wild sour. Stout. No, he wouldn't like it. But if you brought him like a, I'm trying to think of like an excellent craft lager,
0: it would blow his mind probably. I'm kind of obsessed with Martin House's Pilsner right now. <laughs> super good, super clean, but like kind of floral too. Like good notes. Yeah, I might, might take him something like that.
1: All right, cool. So we can time travel. We yeah. got it all figured out.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do more episodes on <laughs> time travel.
1: Time travel beers. That that sounds like a good episode. Yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, so anyways, back to pumpkin beers. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they're very popular in America, and...
0: I mean, everything pumpkin is, right?
1: Yeah, it's we like, well, like we talked about pumpkin spice latte, yeah. but it actually kind of makes sense now, because it is an American um, native plant.
0: Yeah. It makes I mean, sense
1: that it's popular.
0: Yeah, and there's just, like, I don't know if it's just, like, this sort of Pinterest culture, TikTok culture, but, like, people are just obsessed with fall, you know? You kind of, I don't know whether it it's, like because of the internet because of social media you get that sort of like collective where like you you know your people right and there's just like tend to be like fall people and summer people and and you just like see a lot of that like oh fall's coming i'm so excited it's my favorite time of year kind of thing so
1: yeah
0: uh, that makes sense. yeah so you get that sort of like culture built around the seasonal stuff and what's coming out and definitely pumpkin stuff this time of year Starts to get people pretty excited about, you know, you get Halloween and Thanksgiving and it is a fun time of year. School's back in in session and
1: football season,
0: football. Yeah. Yeah. The boys of fall. We're talking about the beers of fall, but boys of fall football players, man. It is a good it is a good time of year for sure.
1: Yeah. And the temperature starts cooling off. Yeah, I love fall, too. But that's what I hate about pumpkin beer. So we can address (laughs) it now.
0: Because but it's like right now, too hipster for you or what? No,
1: the problem is right now if you go to like the store and you go in the beer aisle, it's a takeover. They displace everything. Everything is a pumpkin beer.
0: Hey, I'll take 100 pumpkin beers over the hard seltzer aisle.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll <laughs> take a pumpkin beer over a hard seltzer. If <laughs> I ever I see that. a pumpkin
0: hard seltzer, I'm going to off myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's like the ultimate combination of two things we hate. No, I mean, like, I probably, I don't, well, one, I've never super had a pumpkin beer I like, so maybe I'll have to take some of your suggestions. But two, it's just like, it's so pervasive. Like, you know, when it's mm-hmm. pumpkin beer season that like, everyone's going to put out a pumpkin beer and it's just like, oh man, yeah. one, I don't really like these. And two, it's like, it's displacing all the things I would normally want to get. So
0: yeah. You know what's interesting is like so the beer I'm drinking tonight like it only has pumpkin spices in it like I said nutmeg allspice cinnamon but there's not actually pumpkin in this beer whereas like and I see that a lot like I've seen that where it's specifically says pumpkin spice but then you'll also have the beers that are actually using pumpkin in the mash so I think this, this is kind of different levels. Because I think you would be you would enjoy the beer I'm drinking tonight. You know, because it's just got a little bit of cinnamon touch to it with a, um, you know, like coffee toffee, chocolate flavors. I don't know. I think you would enjoy this.
1: Okay, fair enough. You're saying the resolution of my hatred is not dialed into a sufficient level. Because I think what I don't like is, I don't think I like beers where they use pumpkin in the mash. Mm-hmm. But I think I would like, yeah, what you're talking about. I think about like like more like a spiced stout or something like that. But yeah, yeah. but like actual pumpkin beer where they use pumpkin. I know I don't like that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't really like pumpkin in general. I don't like maybe this is heresy. I don't like pumpkin pie. Really? No.
0: I mean, Couldn't. I've had I've definitely had some bad pumpkin pie, but good pumpkin pie is unbeatable like really the, with a with like a homemade whipped cream on top yeah yeah
1: dear listener, you can't see the face i'm making but
0: it's all <laughs> okay scrunched. so uh what's your favorite like thanksgiving pie i
1: don't know that's a hard one i'm like boring give me a french apple with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top
0: okay i mean yeah that's that's good I, I or a cheesecake not, but that's not thanksgiving pie oh but
1: can <laughs> i <see? laughs> Okay, fine. French apple was a scuba. Okay. A la mode. Yeah.
0: The, okay. the... Hey, that's a good that's a solid choice. Are you a pecan pie person? No. Okay. That's what you'll see a lot the, this year too is like pecan beers, pecan like pecan porters. Uh, We have Shiner here in Texas that makes a pretty good uh pecan porter.
1: Okay, I'd be down to try a pecan porter. I don't think I've ever had one. That sounds yeah. interesting. So kind
0: of nutty brown ales mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's probably falls under our beers of fall category here episode. Um, definitely you're going to see some, I mean, porters and stouts in general are just colder weather beers, but yeah, additions of like spices that we're, we've been talking about, but also nuts, pecans, that kind of thing make for some good cold weather sipping for sure.
1: Yeah. And that's another reason I, now that, you know, I've never thought about this, but I actually do think fall is my favorite season yeah yeah because also it's the rise of the stouts like
0: that's true it's i mean it's your time
1: it's my beer time and i like that the weather gets cooler and yeah the holidays and football and
0: are you like a cold weather you're you prefer cold weather or hot weather yeah i
1: think so because i grew up in michigan so
0: yeah yeah i've always liked the idea of like being able to like crank up the heat in my house and like put more layers on to go outside that's, like like yeah then like just go outside and sweat like it's, exactly at some point I had to have like shorts and a t-shirt on but and I just sweat like you know
1: that's the problem like at least with the cold weather you can continuously put on more layers but when it's super hot I mean you can take off all of your clothes
0: but it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> help yeah
1: <laughs> like you're still boiling and sweating so yeah
0: it be like a pool in your backyard. That would be nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. You should get a pool. That's what you need. That's like yeah. Arizona. If uh, so I have family that live in Arizona. I don't know the statistical number, but when you fly into Arizona and you look out the window,
0: you'll, you'll see pools.
1: Pools everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the only way to survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a pretty nice little community pool that's just a few minute walk. So that's that's pretty nice. Yeah but even that's like more work than like just your backyard it's in your backyard that really helps yeah so yeah i'm a i'm a cold weather person same so it's like really cold i mean texas was frozen for like two weeks (laughs) oh yeah you guys got (laughs) really cold (laughs) i can do without yeah without the complete freeze for two weeks but but yeah Yeah. in general uh, i do like the colder weather yeah same All right. Well, do we want to
1: say anything else about the beers of fall?
0: Um, Yeah. So I mentioned porters and stouts, uh, just ambers and reds in general. Both amber ales and amber lagers. You're gonna see, and you're gonna see those, spiced and pumpkin added and nuts added, that kind of stuff. Uh, And you'll see dunkels this time of year too, which is just another German style, kind of an amber style. But yeah, definitely going towards the malty, sweeter, darker styles uh, to warm you up, kind of wrap you up in a in a little beer sweater.
1: Nice. Okay, I actually have one. Actually, one more question for you, and this is an off the cuff question. So if you don't have an answer, that's okay. Okay. What What's your favorite pumpkin beer?
0: My favorite pumpkin beer.
1: And I'll try it, and then I'll, that'll be my fair shake to pumpkin beers.
0: Ah, uh, I think you should try Pumpkinator from St. Arnold. Ooh, that might be hard for me to get. Yeah, I'll try and secure you some. Okay. Because I'm close. Okay.
1: Okay, and then I'll come visit you and try it.
0: They might have like a release of it probably soon in the next month or two. Try to I'll try to get some.
1: Okay, that then I'll I'll come to it with an open mind. But if I don't like this one, I'll swear up pumpkin beers forever. So no pressure. Oh man! <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: I mean, that's fine. Actually, if you ever <laughs> want to drink a pumpkin beer, I'm I'm actually pretty cool with that. I don't. You drink, you drink yeah. what you want, man. You
1: have strong feelings about the. Pumpkin.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think like my wife definitely has more of an opinion on the pumpkin beers. I tend to just sort of like, I don't know. They always seem to be more, like, just ambers. I don't know. Like, they don't ever stand out too much to me.
1: Wait, is she pro or con pumpkin beer?
0: Oh, she likes them, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, a good one. Yeah. I mean, she's very, like, she's very opinionated on her pumpkin beers, like, whether she likes them or not. But, like, in general, she likes that style. She likes maltier styles in general, so.
1: Well, if you want to suggest a pumpkin beer for me to drink... You should email us at contact.attenuation@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that as well. We are on Instagram at attenuation.podcast, where we have over 40 followers.
0: And you can message us there, too, with your pumpkin beer suggestions. I'm going to flood Instagram with pumpkin beers this fall.
1: Are you going to? Seriously? <laughs> all right, I gotta
0: step up now. Next. I'm just gonna try and find as many as I can.
1: I was actually really jealous of the one you posted the other day, Tigers Blood. Did you like that?
0: Oh That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that looks awesome. That would definitely be a place we would go. We have um, it's Blue Owl. It's down in um, like downtown Austin, and they're all all sour brewery. They do like different, a few different like sour techniques. They do like sour mash and. Kettle sours and stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's all sour. So they have sour IPAs. They have a, they have a sour stout. They have a sour cherry stout. You probably like. That sounds amazing.
1: Okay, add it to the bucket list. Blue Owl Brewing. All right. all right. Well, I think that's probably a wrap on episode twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah,
0: I think so. It's hard to believe we got up that high.
1: I know it's crazy. We're like we halfway still have through. Still stuff a year. to talk about. We have a hey, those de- we have a lot of deep dives left in us, Steven.
0: That's true. Every time Go, we do a goza we learn the deep dive the goza. <gasps> deep dive.
1: Do you want to do that next?
0: Oh uh, maybe. I, I have
1: can't. a I have a really good goza in my fridge. Ooh. Okay, think about it. I think we're gonna run right. that next week. Cool. Alright, well, we are bidding you adieu. This has been Attenuation of Beard Podcast. My name is Jason and I'm joined by my best friend since eighth grade, Steven. That's me. and we will we are saying cheers and we'll see you next time for episode 25
0: all right cheers buddy
1: thanks for listening to this week's episode of attenuation of your podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on instagram or facebook for more fun content catch you next week cheers